Welcome back to episode 132 of the Blockrunner Podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, we react to the collapse of FTX. Next, Iman and I look at the early warning signs of FTX. Then we predict the future of crypto. And finally, we cast actors for the possible drama series for FTX. All right, let's listen in. Welcome back to episode 132 of the Block Runner Podcast. I'm your host, William, always here with your co-host, Iman. What's up? What's up, dude? Well, I tell you what. Good to be back. I'll tell you what. uh, Yeah, tell me what, dude. If there was any time to be sick for you guys, TJ and I, man, you guys picked the worst time (laughs) to get sick. Dude, if only it was that, like, uh, egregious where we, like, had a say in the matter. (laughs) Yeah, I'll try to do better next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, But that's what I said, too. I was like, dude, I can't believe it, man. We were sitting here... In the bear market, scrounging yeah. for the topics like on a weekly basis, like, dude, what's going on? Yeah. Not much, not a lot. A lot of projects just kind of collapsing here and there. Very bearish sentiment across the board, right? Yeah, we're like scraping for for news, uh-huh. and then yeah, all of a sudden the it's juiciest like, of news items just hits us in the face. Yeah, by the minute. Yeah, it was and like then, constant. <laughs> all it, it all happened uh, transpired on Twitter too. Yeah. So when did this whole debacle start? Um, I believe. Let's break it down. I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this. Yeah, they've already heard already <laughs> nonstop about FTX and it's been about a Sam week, right? Bankman Freed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this guy in particular. Now he's like the biggest. He, uh, if you're Doe Kwan right now, you feel a lot of like pressure off your shoulders. I'm sure he's no longer like you know. Yeah. Enemy number one. Yeah, this this guy is a worldwide fugitive. Yeah. At the minimum. Yeah. And um and then Alameda, the CEO there as well. So so let's take let's take a look at what happened. So uh, let's go back in time. I think it was like November seventh when everything kind of uh, hit the fan. At least the the beginnings. Yeah, I remember hearing like the initial like ruffles of the feathers. I guess I don't know. Just uh, just the first initial tweets coming out of a potential something. Right, nobody really knew across across the board where the issues were. Yeah. But all I heard was Binance coming out, trying to uh, announce to the world, yeah, FTX is in a huge predicament, and we're here to basically bail them out and then acquire yeah. FTX, yeah. right? Just to save the customer base or something. Mm-hmm. So like a day or two later, I guess, that that was a... F- it was not, not even 24 hours later. They're like, nope. Yeah, like, no thanks, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. Like, if that was just like a public PR stunt, or they actually just literally looked at something within their. Yeah, I'm sure they did due diligence, and they, they just didn't like what they saw. It's just too much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I would be surprised if they saw anything of due diligence, um, just because. I mean, how how do you disclose to Binance like that you've manipulated user funds? Yeah, and, like how's how how do you expect Binance to bail you out here? Yeah, but why did Binance like publicly come out before doing the due diligence? Like, well, I'm it, sure what happened was, well, I mean, there, a lot of things contributed to Binance coming out publicly and trying to buy FTX. One of those things was he he, he wanted CZ wanted to help companies who are legitimately in like a liquidity crisis because crypto went down. Yeah. <clears throat> so he thought FTX was in that similar trouble. No one expected 
that Sam was misusing funds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least misusing customer funds. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sure they looked into it. What, what what shocks me is that there was like documentation uh-huh. of like this fraudulent activity that yeah. allowed Binance to be like, nah. Yeah, well, like what do you think they saw? Like because now I think um, people are asking to see like their actual internal communications, yeah, you know, between Almeida and FTX and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, because their own as they should. Yeah, yeah, but now everybody has like I guess an interest to know what was being said. Yeah, right, right. But what what is the documentation you think they actually saw? Like, well, they just, I just, think I think it was as simple as like the amount of money that they uh, went bust. Uh, yeah, in over in Almeida's front. Well, Alameda and as as also like the liquidity needed to supply mm-hmm. the customers with their exit funds yeah 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 and so i thought I, i'm thinking that binance thought this is this was too much mm-hmm. and it was like no i'm not i can't handle all this so they, they might not have even known then about the whole the reason why they didn't have the liquidity to cover their customers is because of the right they trying might to keep on afloat right it potentially or that's allegedly, right? That's yeah. what they're alleging. Well, allegedly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as like Binance knowing exactly what was happening during that due diligence phase, yeah. I, I have a feeling, I doubt that they saw exactly what was happening because or maybe, maybe if like, there was documentation proof that somebody else on FTX would have known. They would have mm-hmm. like blown the whistle on this. Do you think Sam Bankman Freed, that's SBF, right? What's his name? SBF, Friedman? Yeah. Sam, SB, let's just call him SBF. Just yeah. everybody else does. You think he was, uh, like, obviously he wasn't transparent about this to anybody, but, like, internally, like, he was very much, like, uh, mm. aware of what he was doing, or he was maybe doing this out of pure, like, desperation, like a you straight know what? panic move? I've been thinking about this particular question a lot yeah. because Sam has has made several appearances to Congress. Yes, He's yes. talking about transparency. He's talking about how crypto is doing it better than the banks. Um, basically, you know, he's a, he's the man for crypto essentially. And so your question is, did he know that? I mean, did he know that was he like intentional, intentional with like using customer funds? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I have a, I thought at the very beginning when I first heard about this, I thought that someone else was doing it Mm. and like, he just didn't know, Mm -hmm. but it seems like that's not the case. It seems like he did know. Well, yeah, like if, if, if he did, if, uh, I'm pretty sure, he, of course he knew, right? He knew what he was doing. He's a smart guy. Yeah. There's no way he's doing something like accidentally like, oops, I'm, <laughs> I'm accidentally breaking the law here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he's well aware, yeah. right? But yeah, the, the fact that he's doing that at the same time going out and putting on like a public persona of like yeah. this, this, yeah, this exactly. trustworthy actor within the ecosystem, this is the guy you want to stake your 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 everything on, right? And, Which and a so lot many of people, people did. did. Yeah. Yeah. That, Institutions. That is, that's the image you have to kind of portray, right? If you're a centralized exchange operator slash owner, because you that requires a ton of trust. Right? Yes, yeah. And See, w- but that's what shocks me the most. He had an, uh, an operating an exchange. Yeah. All he has to do is just operate the exchange, and you just accumulate funds. I know. I don't understand why <laughs> you have to like get be so leveraged. Yeah. Like why? 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 I don't understand. And. And I think what contributed to it was Alameda making bad investments, yeah. crypto going down, there be Alameda potentially being insolvent, just like so many of these like three arrows, yeah, all these other invest yep. investment companies. Yeah. Like they all like legitimately fail because of just, you know, bad investments. Yeah. And he didn't want Alameda to fail. So he bailed Alameda oh, of out. Course. Yeah, that would have been like a huge notch on his reputation. Yeah. And yeah. That would have been enough just to trigger a, a bank run event in itself. They've you know, this tied entity to FTX is yeah. just went 
bankrupt. Yeah. Right? So yeah, that's true. What does that mean for uh, for our funds? You know, it's going to scare people away. So I th- I think it's a little bit more of that type of situation Probably. where he was just more of in a panic. Yeah. You know, I think they got a little over exuberant, like everybody does in yeah. a bull market. They yeah. just went too ham with it. You know, he was being probably clouded by all the respect and, uh, ac- you know, admiration he was yeah. receiving from yeah. the Web3 investor space. Like yeah. literally the biggest investors. Yeah. Like Sequoia Capital, Sequoia, uh, SoftBank, SoftBank, a yeah. bunch of other ginormous. I mean, these are talking, we're talking titans The here. best of the best. Yeah. Yeah, they're telling him, you know, this guy is, he's like the second coming for Web3 and crypto, you know, <laughs> there's nothing better than SBF, right? Yeah. And this is actually documented, this, these types of uh, yeah. reactions that he was getting, because he raised a ginormous uh, investment round, right? Yeah, $32 billion. Well, he didn't, he, that, he, that was evaluation. That was evaluation, yeah. Yeah, so, <clears throat> so what is it? What is it about this guy who literally just entered the scene a couple of years ago yeah. with FTX? He just completely took everything over, yeah. right? Just about, he was on his way. Yeah, I think a lot of it, what contributed to it was like his look. Like he looks very <laughs> nerdy, right? It's the same thing I feel when I see Vitalik every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I see Vitalik and I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like my, my Ethereum just feels so much better. Yeah. You know, I was like, dude, yeah. this is the guy that built everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I want my, you know, m- you know, my, my, my uh, future depending on. <laughs> so like, uh, like an u- Uber nerd, yeah. right? And Sam Bankman has that same. Yeah. He's got the allure. same. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it, to me, it's, it's, it's an interesting like case study, I guess. Like what, what is it about these? Cause obviously they're not like the best of communicators, you know, they're yeah. kind of kind of cringy in a yeah. lot of cases. And like Elon has some of this. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, amongst the wealthy class, I, th- I think we interpret this as a as investable, like, <laughs> highly <laughs> investable, right? This yeah. is something I want to take my future in, like you said. <laughs> but, uh, man, in this case, it just went so sour. Yeah. You know? And I think, yeah, I think he got over exuberant and was trying to bail out one of his companies and it just like blew He thought up. he could get away with it, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he... What is the case where he could have gotten away from it? Like, uh, well, if crypto never didn't crash as what, hard as it did. But you said something about Binance played some sort of 5D or CZ played yeah. some sort of 5D chess move. Like he smelt blood in the water. Oh, he did. He probably like had some sort of like in on Almeida's, Almeida's uh, investing. Yeah, probably. Investing cap tables. I don't know. Like he the, probably. Uh, CZ's got eyes everywhere. Yeah. And those eyes are looking into like investing into projects like Alameda and FTX and. Yeah. And I'm sure those eyeballs like saw something and they tipped them off. Yeah, they hit the red alerts. It's like CZ, CZ, red alert, red alert. Yeah. It's like uh, Almeida is probably down like 80% yeah. on their portfolio. Yeah. You know, they're going to crash imminently here. And yeah. then he's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that smells like an opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's time to pull the plug on this whole, you know, FTX backing thing, right? Yeah. And so CZ basically announced on Twitter that he was going to sell 100% of his FTT holdings. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. F- which is the and native that's the, the token for the exchange right yeah i'm going to try to find it. it it was like not too long ago but he tweets a lot so but but most <laughs> sure importantly in that tweet that he was going to sell <laughs> everything on. let me look at this picture real quick the big short too oh yeah. my god it's so good yeah dude uh, yeah this is definitely gonna be a movie oh for way. sure without yeah. a doubt yeah but in that tweet he was saying that he was going to sell 100 percent. he was like after like looking into it or after like um after what i saw i am selling all my ftt Mm. And so that triggered that bank run. That's right. And well, go back up and read the tagline on that. It says, full disclosure, Binance never shorted FTT. We have a bag 
of as we stopped selling FTT after SBF called me. Very expensive call. No, go down. It's a, the j- the dip just kept dipping. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> I've never felt more into a movie. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's got all the culprits, I guess. Yeah, I think Elon should be on that poster somewhere. <laughs> Elon, yeah. So I mean, it, it should come up here. Um, but but yeah, essentially that's what happened. He he smelled blood in the water. Here it is. FTT deploys or uh, FTT contract deployer moved all remaining FTT supply of four hundred million, which could be unlocked in batches. Not sure what's going on here. So this is like, I mean, we're only on November twelfth, and we look we went through like a bunch of tweets. Oh yeah, I mean, this has been a very active week to say the to say the least. And again, yeah, I've been wrapped up in a blanket most of it, dude, just trying to like keep my insides. <laughs> inside <laughs> you know just keep them from coming out yeah but yeah i was still on twitter you know and as much pain i was in i was i was keeping my eyeballs on this yeah. spectacle it was juicy this is as dramatic as you can get yeah. like in the crypto space yeah so it, many people got wrecked tom brady yeah uh galaxy digital novogratz yeah like 76 million or something like that pretty much everybody like this this impacted everybody like we know people not many uh, i don't know if it's because we're u.s customers or what like i don't know many people personally who have ftx accounts yeah not, like on the, on the retail side i guess because yeah. that's contributing to like how the hell did he pull this off my, my feeling of that right it's like everyone yeah. i know uses coinbase so why are people why are so many people deviating and using ftx i, I don't know i don't think it's much of an, a retail but I environment think, i think ftx yeah that that too but i think ftx was bigger outside of the united states yeah there's that yeah, yeah there's that definitely because like binance is pretty big but coinbase is bigger inside the united states than everybody oh yeah absolutely and, but binance has a binance us yeah know, binance app. is like 10 times bigger than anybody internationally yeah exactly they, they, yeah. they control Essentially, the entire you know crypto market, right? Yeah. So here's one of the tweets. This afternoon, this is November eighth. FTX asked for our help. There is a significant liquidity crunch. To Here protect users, we signed a non-binding LOI later letter of intent, mm-hmm. intending to fully acquire FTX and help cover the liquidity crunch. Yes. Okay. So there's no so way. So this was it. This was the first thing I saw. Yeah. This, and yeah. this was like during you know there was like a twenty percent market sell off across the board, right? Yeah. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, it's because of the CPI numbers that are coming out in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, I don't think so, dude. This is like something bigger than that. Yeah. And this was what happened, right? This is what started it all. People started and immediately started to panic, you know? Yeah. And, you know, everyone calling it the Lehman moment for crypto, which is fair comparison. Yeah, so I people, agree. Now people are saying even bigger. It's like Enron. <laughs> <laughs> Enron. No, Bernie. Bernie Madoff comparisons. Like, yeah. it's, this is bad, you know, really bad. Yeah, and so I think this tweet from CZ that I'm looking for um, happened, I think, last week. But nonetheless... I remember seeing it. Yeah, like, basically, it was exiting... Here it is. As part of Binance's exit from FTX Equity last year... So this is November 6th. This was last week, like Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Binance received roughly $2.1 billion USD equivalent in cash, Binance USD, and FTT. Due to recent revelations that have come to light... We have decided to liquidate any remaining FTT in our books. Mm. And so that, this is what started everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it got good engagement, but not like crazy, crazy. Uh, we will try to do this in a way that minimizes market impact due to market conditions and limited, uh, limited liquidity. We expect this will take a few months to complete. 
Mm. Well, you think then that means that they they got crushed. Well, they did. Yeah, they, because they, they, they didn't want to spark a market yeah. uh, runaway, but that's exactly what they did. Yeah. But, I mean, no, no matter how much this cost them and whatever they were holding, yeah. they ended up, like, just completely winning. Yeah, there's nothing. That was probably one of the most valuable uh, yeah, this, burns of all time. Not uh, only that, it's, like, a valuable, like, business lesson that was going to be taught, you know, like, in, in, like, not necessarily history books, but, like, strategy books. Yeah, I mean, CZ came out of this looking, like, clean as a whistle like yeah. like you know he is our new god <laughs> basically we got no one else left to like uh depend on i guess in these i don't know like uh, it was a straight up war move for yeah sure. it is it was a tactic yeah you know, he, he knew exactly how to word everything to make it not look like that yeah 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 you know still play like that that political correct or i don't know just political side to things yeah and still maintain his positions of power and obvious just like you know what yeah don't fuck with me yeah yeah <laughs> attitude a little bit of scarface in that yeah. you know what i mean yeah but the most interesting words here recent revelations like mm. what what did he see and it was probably the whole like exchange of funds from ftx to alameda mm. that like triggered this yeah but it's interesting like this is you know this is a tactic that companies use and they have used in the past to kind of eliminate competitors. And I, I found that to be probably the most interesting like tidbit out of all this. So do you have to like be so public about these types of decisions or moves like from a regulatory standpoint, just cause they're moving so many funds. Like do you yeah. have to kind of like let the market or like, you know, almost notify the market. Hey, you know, we got billions of dollars here. We're about to move. I feel like, um, I feel like you do to a certain extent. I mean, um, whenever Elon sells his stock, he needs to file that, that sell to the SEC and like schedule it sometime in the future. Yeah. And because he can't just like dump all his stock like willy nilly. Yeah. It would just tank everything. It would tank everything. And so he's got yeah. to publicly announce, mm. I'm going to sell, you know, a million. That's, that's fucking unbelievable then. Cause like, yeah, in any case, if you ever like, uh, you know, deleverages from any position in the future, like that, that has to be like a sell off trigger for yeah. anybody right yeah no 100 percent. that's how much influence and power that he has but you know yeah. what i mean from a regulation standpoint it's kind of necessary because otherwise you're screwing everybody yeah. who's holding the bag right yeah i like, guess especially if you're in a position like cz where you get access to information that all of us don't yeah and he's making a decision as a result of that information but he got screwed in this case say it wasn't like a market or an exchange competitor it was just i don't know uh a layer two let's say it was polygon yeah. or something he saw something from within the polygon yeah infrastructure that's uh that's he knows true. imminently the whole network's going to collapse at some point <laughs> in the future right so he's like yeah. i need to deleverage de-risk from this yeah right like uh that would scare everybody <laughs> wouldn't yeah. it yeah and it would tank the value of it probably similar to what happened to FT maybe not as extreme because ftx was an actual like case of fraudulence you know yeah but nonetheless, like, that's like shooting yourself in the foot. You know, you're giving everybody a chance to, like, exit before you because, you know, you have to. Yeah, you have to schedule it. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. This is very delicate, man. This is tough. Yeah, it it's is. tough to manage. It but, is. Well, that's a good problem to have to be that fucking wealthy and powerful. You know? Yeah, because even if you're holding, like, $100 million worth of FTT, you might get out $20, $30, 40000000 million regardless. So it's still better than losing $100 million. Yeah, of course. I mean, that literally is like the big short, you know, it's yeah, like a, yeah. it's 
get something out because you know like this this shit that i'm holding is worthless yeah <laughs> yeah just like those mortgage-backed securities in 2008 it's like dude all this is like worthless like mortgages yeah. right but yeah. nobody knows but me <laughs> but, so, but that's the thing those bankers they didn't tell anybody they were out there liquidating and like you know shorting their own positions and kept keeping it quiet and then they let everybody know the shit we're all holding is valueless yeah. and then the market reacts right when they're positioned to uh capitalize on that and didn't it take like two and a half years before like it yeah. actually came true that yeah everything I, I crashed think so. i think so it was a slow slow burn right yeah. that's, that's so well you may you probably know more about this than i do but um so the reason why elon has to announce it publicly is because he's selling his own stock right yes so if finance is selling a coin for that's not their own token Mm -hmm. that does that make a difference um <clears throat> that's a good question i i think if you're holding a big position i think the sec requires you to like to to notify them that you're going to sell these uh, public disclosures that's what they're called mm. um now when it comes to, when it comes to like let's say elon selling somebody else's stock he never has such a large position that that would require a public disclosure mm. and so in in the case of like twitter and like all these like companies that he owns i mean there, ha there has to be public disclosure because he's yeah. got the most stock yeah. right yeah so but that's a good question like did cz like even in a completely regulated environment did he have to tell everybody that he was going to sell his ftt I, I feel like no probably not that's what yeah. I, that's yeah, my that's, gut my gut's telling me he didn't have to just tell the world yeah he could have just like quietly over the course of a several months, you know, yeah. deleveraged his position because sure. he knew like, he would have gotten know. almost all of it out. Yeah, but that, that's what makes me think like he didn't care about the money. Yeah. Like he was no. willing to let that shit burn. Yeah, because he knew what he had to gain. Yeah, yeah. right. Basically, like execution, public yeah. execution. <laughs> yeah. See, I think about if if he did if he did liquidate all of it and then it comes back later that FTX has gone under and they go back and find the receipts that he liquidated it, mm. then he's on the hot seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. True. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's like, uh, I In, mean, insider trading. Is that, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't think that's insider trading, but it is, it's something, it's, <laughs> it's something to be investigated for sure. Like, yeah. Once the shit hits the fan yeah, and then you start to see like, yeah, who's been liquidating pre, fan shit yeah <laughs> you know like only cz yeah well cz and probably like other insiders are yeah. gonna start to know and then you're just gonna like well, what the hell why is ftx like slowly just dying and then all of a sudden it's gonna fall off a cliff at some point yeah, yeah. once everybody becomes aware but you know what's <sighs> interesting like uh bitboy he called this out <laughs> uh, like a week in advance so maybe yeah or maybe. for sure in advance yes. yeah and there's other people who are calling this out yeah like several months in advance that this was like all fraudulent, which I don't know if there was any like public indicators of such fraud. I'm sure they're there if you're like looking for them. Maybe, maybe I just never really looked into it. Like I yeah. just, I mean, it's, that's the beauty of all these like public, you know, uh, yeah, ledgers. Like there's always eyes, eyeballs yeah. looking yeah. at you, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. watchdogs and, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and whatnot. It's supposed to keep everybody honest. Right. But yeah, it's definitely, uh, doesn't feel like it it pans out that way <laughs> you know not in most cases right so um and that's only part of the story right? yeah i mean this thing <laughs> we're not even deep and it's not like it's gonna everybody's predicting um a rippling effect yeah you know because because so many like institutional investors so many projects are relying on ftx is like you know foundational 
harbor of, of assets, right? Yeah. Of, of liquidity. So what does that mean? I guess we'll see like over the course of this bear market, right? Cause this is the, uh, this is it. <laughs> this is what we needed for like a true oh yeah bear market to uh, officially commence. Yeah, and we're right? going to show you a couple of charts that indicate how how deep this goes. But while this was going down, so this is November tenth. This is after CZ publicly announced that they're not acquiring FTX. Uh, the first tweet from SBF, he's like, "I'm sorry, this that's the biggest thing. I I, I fucked it up." And should have done better. And then he has like this whole explanation thing. And he pretty much apologizes three different times in this <laughs> 20, uh, 22 th oh, tweet thread. Oh, no, dude. I'm sorry. It was literally yeah. like the BP, British Petroleum, whatever, remember? It's oh, like, yeah, BP. Yeah. yeah, after they like <laughs> yeah, nuked the ocean. Oceans. Yeah. Like, We're sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> we won't do it again. I promise. <laughs> you know, that's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so that, that the story doesn't end here. As soon as SBF announced that they're filing a Chapter 11 bankruptcy, like not even like two or three hours after that, they yeah. get hacked for $600 million. Wow. What is going on? Yeah. So, so what, what is that? To me, that's, that's, that's just like inside job like yeah, all, it, all over it. But not only that, it may, have, it may have been inside job. I don't know, but... Apparently they were telling everybody to like delete the app because there's like Trojans on it and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So if either it was a legitimate hack where one of the employees got compromised or whatever it is, mm -hmm. or it was an inside job, but they moved $600 million and, uh, does anybody have eyes on those funds? <laughs> you know, it, um, it has, a. Uh what are they using? Like USDC has Coinbase like uh, froze those funds yet? It's like, what's going on? Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be the next story, I guess, wherever the outflows of the 600 million is yeah. going to go straight to tornado cash. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. So I, I don't, <coughs> I don't know what happened to the $600 million. So more than 600 million was siphoned from FTX crypto wallets late Friday. Uh, soon after, FTX stated its official Telegram channel that had been compromised, instructing users not to install any new upgrades and delete all FTX apps. There we go. This um, is quite the... Uh, yeah, this is quite the show, dude. Yeah, this is quite the collapse, dude. This, I mean, we all missed Mt. Gox, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Most 2014. Of us, 2013, yeah. 2014, yeah. So I guess we got like a repeat show on a much grander scale. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. see what it is, like a foundational component to like crypto's whole livelihood yeah <laughs> just goes down i mean yeah that was definitely i think the longest crypto winner wasn't it post mount gox yes it was yeah so yeah. i think we're in for yeah well, another, another one. one of those <laughs> <laughs> so are, are they winter. saying that the uh, the app itself got manipulated and that's what what caused the hack no i think the the hack included a malicious update to to the, the app yeah mm-hmm and so the transfers occur on the same day that the firm filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in the U.S. and apparently losing or misappropriating billions of dollars in user funds. Suspicions, which are conjecture at this point, circulate online about whether rather than an outside attack, someone inside the company might have been responsible. There's a chance that um, someone inside the company, maybe, you know, some legal personnel or whatever, instructed this transaction to occur to protect what was left so they can go through bankruptcy court and all that. It was a chance, but I don't know. Dude, I know who exactly who it was. <laughs> I have a picture of SBF with those glasses with the big nose on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, dude. exactly. I mean, I mean, what what are the what are the chances that you file for bankruptcy same day, three hours later or so, you get six hundred million dollars like lost funds? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to the uh, the probabilities of that. It's got to be like on a very micro scale. Yeah, <laughs> but nonetheless. Uh, I mean, this is just so messy and like it's such a bad look. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the the I guess the consequences of this stuff happening is that everybody is like looking at crypto as like, yeah, I told you, the I whole thing's a scam. Yeah, because now it's trickling. The sentiment of scam activities are trickling into everything else now. And it's yeah. like, what else is a scam? What else? Who who else should we not trust? Oh, maybe everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, well, just because Sam got caught in this predicament, does it mean like anything else out there is uh, equally or less? See that, and that's the biggest thing is that Sam was the poster boy of like Congress and crypto. Yeah. And like, and then he just like it's it's gone now. Yeah. Like, who's the guy now? Is yeah, the be- guy who was supposed to come out and like you know educate the masses, I guess, yeah. on uh, crypto and its viability and its security and all these things. Yeah. Turned out to be a con man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's horrible for the rest of us, dude. We were like hoping like somebody would be out there. You know, I don't know. What, what the hell happened to Andreas Antonopoulos, dude? Like, yeah, that's true. Why is he, he's out there. He's probably tired, dude. He was yeah, like, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'll let someone else like evangelize yeah. on behalf. And all he does is talk about Bitcoin, which as he should. And it's that important. Yeah, that's his thing, right? Yeah. So we needed some bigger voices to carry the whole damn industries, mm-hmm. all of them, right? Because now crypto, Web3, it's it's a multifaceted thing. Yeah. It's not just Bitcoin anymore. It's everything, right? It's all these tokens, all these right. different layers of tech. Right. Right? Which which nobody trusts intuitively. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just so complicated and not, you know, it's it's hard to understand yeah. in the beginning. Um, and then, you know... These types of events are the ones that kind of get like pushed the hardest, like yeah. as far as like a mainstream, like a narrative. Yeah, yeah. Go back to the last cycle of BitConnect, and you know what's that guy's name? Carlos. Carlos. I mean, it was a meme. Matos. Yeah, it was like a meme everybody fucking saw and loved, and like that's that's what represented crypto. Yeah. Right. Now here we are again. I'm pretty sure the memes are gonna come out hot, like yeah. super hot. All the <laughs> they're already like showing him and that Caroline chick. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Uh, it's going hand with it, right? I guess based on their looks, yeah. based on a lot of things that, you know, it's like, how could you guys trust these people? Whatever, stuff like this. You know, and, and you know, I, I want to make a comment on that. It's everybody's like dogpiling on Sam and like this this other chick. And like, how, how can you trust these people because of potentially the way they look or whatever? Yeah. But it's so easy to look at, at this in hindsight and like think that this was obvious. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it clearly was not. I well, mean, Mr. Was, Wonderful yeah. got wrecked. Galaxy Digital, like so many institutions, all A16Z, these guys, all of them got wrecked. Yeah. Like it wasn't obvious. Yeah. I I, I still think, I don't know. I, I, I can't attribute it to like this guy is just like an evil genius. I, I, I really do genuinely think these are just a bunch of young kids who, yeah. you know, they, 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 it got out of control for them. Like, the, yeah, they started off as just like crypto traders, and before they knew it, they're running one of the biggest exchanges on the planet. It's yeah. like imagine that, like, uh, yeah, that that evolution is <laughs> from from like a human pr- perspective, yeah, like but, the amount of responsibility and logistics that go into that. Yeah, all the pressure, everybody's looking at you like you're some sort of like. But think about you're you're sitting on your computer and you're like you have this other company. It's like falling apart, Alameda, yeah, and and. You're thinking about moving customer funds over to this other account. 
Like, mm-hmm. isn't that enough to like question whether or not you should actually push the button to transfer <laughs> the funds? Like, isn't, yeah. I mean, it, it is and it isn't just because again, like, all the pressures of what people expect from you, right? He's probably, yeah, he's sitting there again, everybody, he's got, he's a, being he, touted again. He's the guy, he's the front man of, of all of our whole features, you know, we're pushing him out there in front of Congress and stuff. So you can't he can't risk any sort of devaluation of of his uh, reputation, right? So yeah, I guess those thoughts probably conquer his mind, and then he's yeah, just like rational mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like he's, yeah. he's basically seeing one account with like eight billion dollars worth of liquid cash not mm-hmm. being used at all. Yeah, and like we're suffering over here in Alameda. Yeah. It's like why don't I just move like one billion or two billion over? Yeah, just exactly. To like keep things going. Yeah. So so does, at the end of the day, does, does that make him like an evil person? I mean. Clearly, he knew what he was doing was against the law, and he was he was lying, and he was being fraudulent, and yeah, so he was aware. But yeah, should he have just allowed everything to crumble and then just own up to it? He's like, shit, I made a a lot of rookie mistakes here. You know, I'm young. I'm only like what twenty nine or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I tried my best here, lads. You know, shit, it's <laughs> fucking hard out here. You know, just be a little more honest, and you know, but there's too much at risk for honesty in a lot of cases. You with know? that being said, I mean, with with so much capital and and responsibility and stuff there's yeah. no reason that one person should be in charge of exactly what yeah. I was that say. should not be able to be done in the dark yeah, yeah i agree yeah there's got to be some checks and balances your legal team would be like hey you know why why are you moving a billion dollars to this other account like you know let's talk about it mm-hmm. like before we actually complete this transaction with my second you know signature <laughs> yeah you know it's like uh, let's well, th- this is like these are the tenants of like a like a maker DAO type foundation, isn't it? Like, no, there's no decision being made by a single person in a yeah decentralized organization. That's, right, right. That's kind of like a potential new narrative that could be spun from this, and like this is a good uh, showcase or a good uh, representation of what happens when you allow just too much responsibility on the shoulders of a single individual. Yeah, or, or maybe like a handful of them. Yeah, right. Like, let, why don't we have consensus among like a community of people to make these ginormous decisions you know what i mean you know what it's gonna slow things down of course yeah I, I, but, dude i totally agree and and yeah. there's actual legal ways of doing what he did but it, it had to take a process I meaning you have to update your terms <laughs> of service and then you have yeah. to have people opt in it's like hey i do want to make an extra five percent on my crypto that i'm just sitting there on and so then you <laughs> so can what, take ftx turns it spins off like a hedge fund like branch or something well i mean the the users opt into like this lending functionality within FTX. FTX takes your funds, lends it to Almeida. It inevitably crashes anyways. Yeah. But you, your users opted into it. That's true. You yeah. Know? Yeah. As opposed to just you know, as just doing it in the dark. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, who has time for all that? <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta make well, money now, dude. While it's hot, <laughs> while it's cooking. Not not like for next ten years from now. You yeah. Know? That's probably what he was thinking. He's like, dude, there's just so much money to be made here, dude. And it's just like sitting here burning in my exchange. Well, I I don't know if he was thinking <laughs> that exactly because I think Alameda was like falling apart. And well, they so, were they were so how did he get the funding for Alameda? Just by raising funds, basically? He um, just had I think a, so. I he think had his so. own LPs probably. And not only that, he was using Alameda to like purchase Voyager and uh yeah. BlockFi. And all these like exchanges that were fa- they were losing because mm. you know they didn't properly manage treasury mm-hmm, during mm-hmm. this downturn, which you know most a lot of people didn't, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, all of that contributed to Alameda kind of falling apart. And instead, what he should have done is let it fall apart and be like, yeah, that's you know this is what the nature the, of the bear market. 
outcomes. Oh, yeah. It's the nature of investing, right? It's yeah. very volatile, especially in crypto. And so maybe the pressure of being like this perfect uh, yeah. poster boy, yeah. like contributed to like his decision making. A thousand percent. But it would have been more genuine and more trustworthy and more <laughs> all this is like, yeah, everybody yeah. has like, you know, their armor isn't like clean, you know, during the bear. Yeah. So. Fuck. Well, he made his decision, dude, and he's going to have to lie in that bed now. You know, he made oh, his yeah. bed. Like he he had, the, he obviously he had he had those opportunities too, man. I could just, I could be transparent and honest about all this. Like I, I just got out, a little out of my control. Yeah, you know, we got a little over exuberant again in the bull market, and these are things you could have said publicly. And you know, some people would understand. Yeah, some people would not. Like, oh man, this guy clearly was like a a sham all along. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then he's gonna lose a lot of his reputation. He won't get investments like he used to. He's gonna have to settle being like a. A halfway hack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he'll probably be like uh, ranked like 300th on the billionaire list instead of like top 100. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now this this decision he made, you know, is the full nuclear route. Like if, if he always knew, it was like, if I'm gonna get caught or this goes tits up, dude. Yeah, it's fucking it's over. Jail time. Yeah. yeah, potential jail time. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about like, from the legal side what laws he actually did break and how punitive that could be for him yeah it depends i mean uh ftx was headquartered in the bahamas so now you're looking at like gray areas in terms of like legalities yeah holy shit dude so then so then that wasn't it (laughs) okay where where does it go from here (laughs) so i guess apparently he used a lot of the customer funds to pay for he was like second in donations for the democratic party okay like across the board yeah across the board who was number one uh it was some institution i can't remember the name okay wow yeah. he was second eh yeah jeez okay and so, so he funded biden and all that yeah 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 awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were talking about how uh you know, it's it's easy for the governments to bail out companies and like banks and institutions, but it's not easy to bail out like the people like yeah. trying to get the student loans like kind of cleaned up. And but that's because we're not paying for all these like political mm-hmm. endorsements. Yeah. But institutions are. Yeah. And so they, they always get the, the good side of the uh, treatment. Yeah. So uh, so I'm sure he was contributing to all of that. Yeah. And um, he was just greasing the palms like while he's yeah. young and making sure like his future is set. Like anytime he needs like a, a potential real bailout situation in the future, like, yeah. you know, those palms, they're all already greased <laughs> up to the max. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, I know you. It's like, you've been uh, keeping me in this office for the last uh, couple decades. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, hell yeah, dude. You want your bailout? Here it comes. You know, that's, that's, that is the process to the, how the system operates. Right. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to contribute to this, this whole outcome. <sighs> well, yeah. I mean, if he's going to have, I don't think anybody's out there advocating except for Mr. Wonderful, maybe like that the FTX needs a bailout from the government. At least I hope not. Hopefully that's not even like a thought. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Not enough. Like real people have been like, well, I don't know. I say that like, these are like huge, inst- the biggest institution, but yeah, I say I that mean, it's like, you know, a 16 Z investing at FT- FTX, how much of their percentage of the portfolio is in FTX? Like yeah. almost nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, maybe like a percent max, maybe, a max maybe <laughs> but i don't know that was a pretty big round some of some of those big investors probably like went heavy on ftx yeah but nonetheless their portfolio size is still yeah, negligible yeah and 
that's pretty much what of, you're saying. Like, nobody's going under. Well, that's not what we're hearing though. We're hearing a lot of people are about to go under because of this. Well, yeah. You know? But yeah. but nothing of like uh, as the magnitude of of banks. Like banks, yeah. All of banks. <laughs> oh, yeah, like half of the banking uh, infrastructure is about to go kaput. Like that's yeah. something the government hears and might like uh, honor. Yeah. As far as like, okay, this is a fucking problem. It's gonna be like, look, this this VC fund. That invests in a bunch of shit coins. It's about to go under. Lads. Yeah. It's like I don't give a shit. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. where the term "too big to fail" comes from, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, FTX is definitely not that. Yeah, and crypto is not like a deeply ingrained thing not, into yeah. like society where like it's going to impact everyone's like retirement. Yeah, yeah if everything goes like to zero, the government's going to be like, "You see, you should have been yeah. careful." Exactly. Yeah. See, we were right all along. Yeah. You know, you should really be pumping your four hundred one ks. You know, yeah. go back to work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Like that's that's how the government's thinking about it, right? Yeah. So FTX, he was on the right path. He was greasing early. You know, <laughs> getting that grease out there. He needed another decade or two of of persistent grease and like funding to the democratic party then he, he would have had it made yeah you know at that point yeah everyone's 401k would have like ftx, FTX products it, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> and he was so i guess coinbase is probably gonna facilitate that yeah yeah, yeah man coinbase ended up coming out so clean binance clean yeah freaking brian armstrong's out there yeah on the podcast yeah, and yeah. stuff you That's saw right. that one yeah i did yeah. yeah yeah he's just out there like yeah dude He's we're, probably like we're, on. We're nothing like them. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I thought, right? Yeah. Remember the best? Do you own like all? Oh, that man, was the I'm first f- tweet from Coinbase after all this shit went down. I was like, "Yeah, we're nothing like them." Fucking great, great tweet, dude. Yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Yeah, <laughs> as a user. Yeah, for sure. I was scared. Yeah, same. I'm still scared. <laughs> well, this trick this triggered all those audits and everything, so everybody's being definitely more yeah. public about their that's reserves. True. Yeah, that's another cool thing. Like, <laughs> well, it's. it's it, yeah, it started me, off as cool, it. but apparently even that is turning into like another, like a uh, fraud scare. Yeah, where like so Binance came out with, uh, "Hey guys, look at all the money we got." <laughs> it's yeah. like we're Seifu over here. Yeah, and everyone was like, "Holy shit!" They had like a almost a hundred billion dollars in assets, right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. So this but, is uh, this is a tweet from November twelfth, and it says, "This is getting wild." The time that Crypto.com claims to have accidentally sent user funds was during the gate proof of reserve. And we just saw similar behavior with Huobi and exchanges passing around ETH loans to pass audits. So it's referencing this tweet. It says, confirm crypto.com accidentally sent 320,000 ETH of user deposits to gate IO on October 21st. And then October 28th, gate shows proof of reserves and then sends 285,000 ETH back. This was topping up for the proof. Gate and crypto.com are fucked. Oh my god! <laughs> so more collusion, more speculation. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if you are using Gate or Crypto.com, you this is your signal. Yeah. There's there's nothing better of a signal than this. Yeah. That and um, this is just a wake up call, I guess, to everybody. All the things we've been yeah. hearing since like our yeah early yeah earliest first, days in crypto yeah it's like uh, what is it not, not your, your keys, keys not your money right yeah not like your that. crypto yeah shit and i always like man could be in a bitch dude <laughs> <laughs> it's like nothing's gonna happen i always yeah. left my money lingering on exchanges all day <laughs> you know what i mean but those exchanges are like generally coinbase and like well yeah it's basically in the early days it was binance it was binance yeah I remember and then that. it became coinbase yeah right yeah, yeah, I never trusted FTX. Thank God, <laughs> <laughs> I never got around to it. Well, FTX was a recent phenomenon. I right? know. Yeah, so, 
and I was already like, uh, you're ingrained in like Binance coin. and Coinbase. So yeah, I'm already like, you know, soul claimed. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> thank God I didn't happen to Coinbase, dude. Oof, that would have been sad. It would have been way bigger than FTX. I mean, it's yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, that's a publicly traded company. Yeah, exactly. That would have been insane. Yeah. Of a fucking story of the of the of the two thousands, yeah. like that. That's one of the biggest collapses of all time, I think. Yeah, I mean, this is already still up there. The the kid was like the richest young guy on the planet, right? Like, like I don't know if he I, was that rich, but yeah, he was up there. They said he had a personal net worth of like fifteen billion. Yeah, fifteen billion, and he got nuked overnight to like less yeah. than a billion. Yeah, less than a billion, and then potentially had, like zero. <laughs> you know, it's funny in that in that tweet. Uh, Vitalik chimes in. He was like, "That's still more than I have." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, probably big time. I wonder how much Vitalik's worth, actually, to be honest. Well, it's less than a billion, according to him. Yeah. Wow. Which yeah, is- I remember it was a big deal in the bull run when uh, they're like keeping track of when Vitalik would be a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeping track. <laughs> Little countdown. I'm yeah. surprised Vitalik isn't a billionaire, though. Yeah, I mean, I think he's giving away a lot. I'm, I'm assuming he's giving away a lot of his mm. wealth. Maybe that's he definitely burnt a lot of it. Remember, he got all yeah. that Shiba Inu. Yeah, I think that was billions of dollars of Shiba Inu. Like he burnt it all. Yeah. So I mean, clearly the guy doesn't care that much about money, but you know. Yeah, I mean, after like, I don't know, hundred million. Like, how much more, dude? You could always have. You could always have more, dude. <laughs> Come on, don't talk crazy. <laughs> Money's money, you know. But this guy, like, he was huge. Like fifteen billion. That's that's a lot. That's like Zuckerberg. Potential, right? That's yeah. I think that's what people saw in him. Like, dude, this guy—he's so young. Yeah, he's killing it on all fronts. You know, like, he he seems to be able to handle it. Like, he's fucking talking to congressmen. Yeah, this is very Zuckerberg-esque. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. He's on his way to you know conquering the world, be another like Elon. driving driving a Corolla. Is that was he? <laughs> yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, like wearing fucking khaki shorts and sandals. Like, yeah, not a care in the world, right? But oh man, so yeah, that's that's it for. It's too juicy, man. Yeah, uh, I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what else is going on, dude. Can't wait for season two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Where's Netflix when you need them, dude? I want this show like now. It's like <laughs> they need to be announcing like who they're, yeah, who who's the actors starring, are. Yeah, who's who's gonna be? It's gonna be like uh, what's that guy? Seth 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 uh, Rogan. Seth Rogan is Sam Bankman free, <laughs> or or what's the other Jonah like, Hill? Yeah, Jonah Hill. <laughs> It's gonna be like a froey dude. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be young Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That and he's gonna Jonah. play Caroline. That's gonna be tough. Dude, that's such a good movie. There she is. Yeah. Caroline, dude. Who could play her? Super villains. Super villains? How about uh the girl from Game of Thrones, the uh, Arya? Oh sh dude, that's a great call. Arya Stark. Yeah, you don't know what we're talking no, about. No, oh, wait, I think I do. I think yeah. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude, that would be perfect. Yeah. That would, that's actually a dude. Pull her TJ, up, Will. What the hell? Dude, you should be a Arya. casting director, dude. <laughs> 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 that's fucking perfect. Oh my god, yeah. dude, that's yeah, like dude, perfect. Come on. That's not a, that's not that far of a stretch. Yeah, it's not. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, see, well. we're already building a triple A <laughs> Netflix series here, dude. Like this is what I'm talking about. Well, definitely, this is gonna be a whole series. This, the same thing happened with uh, Theranos. They did a, did a whole like ten episode series, like breaking down like what happened. Same thing happened with WeWork. Are you serious? Yeah, these are dude. These are I must watch seen series. Any of these what these the are fuck? must watch. Well, I've seen like the documentaries on all those, but I've never seen like a yeah. casted series. Yes. Yeah. 
I gotta check that out, dude. Yeah, you gotta. It's must watch. Okay, so it's definitely coming then. Yeah, <laughs> Netflix. Hundred percent. Yeah. They're already writing the script. Yeah. I mean, the script's like <laughs> it's already it's written. perfect already. Yeah. <sighs> well, so, gonna, I guess, man, dude. I mean, I guess we're so we're supposed to be like a metaverse podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, shit, how can we not talk about this? You know, this is so much more interesting right now. This is juicy as fuck, dude. Uh, fuck it, man. I mean, we have, so, okay, we're going to have a long bear market. Yeah. So that's what I want to talk about next is like, okay. what, what impact does crypto have as a result of this? Yeah. What impact on crypto? On crypto, yeah. As a result of this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, my gut instinct is telling me like, this is going to be the worst winter of all time. Yeah. Because we, dude. We used to just be talking about like the macroeconomic factors and like, you know, yeah, geopolitical war. stuff. Mm -hmm. All this is what's scaring people, right? Not not necessarily like the boom and bust of crypto and Web3 itself. It's like, yeah, you know, the market experience, uh, a, a, you know, typical over euphoric moment and mm -hmm. then the inevitable collapse of sentiment. You know, this is natural shit. Yeah. But, yeah. but this, this is like an event that just tarnishes everyone's beliefs. Yeah. Right. This is like an ideological stab to a lot of people. Yeah, uh, even like people in deeply ingrained in like this industry. There you know? was uh, let me see if I can pull up my my tweet here. Um, there was man, I forget. I think it was Yahoo Finance. Let me see, William. There was a video on Yahoo Finance. Uh huh. <clears throat> and here it is. So in the quote, it says, "Crypto is only good for criminals." Some yeah. guy on Yahoo Finance is claiming that all of crypto is just for criminals. <laughs> we're back to that yeah before exactly. it was just, before it was bitcoin now it's like everything yeah. crypto is yeah. just criminals yeah and so that that was an indicator to me is like we're in like this is like the bottom of the bear right mm. in, in a sense mm -hmm. and like this means accumulation time oh yeah and for like, sure that's all that this means like people calling crypto a scam yeah. like that's yeah. a buy signal yeah if yeah. there ever was one this is as bloody as the street has looked in yeah. a while. Like, yeah, you got to respect Warren Buffett's like uh, yes. <laughs> principles, right? Like, yes. you know, when there's blood in the street, just lick it all up, dude. <laughs> I don't think those are his exact words, but that's what I'm saying. Paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Warren Buffett talks like that. But, but yeah, man, this is fucking bloody, man. Yeah, when people are fearful, that's when you're greedy. Yeah, I'm fearful as fuck. Yeah. Like, take that as a potential variable is i man scared yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm very scared that's so another this, signal this is the yeah. buy signal dude <laughs> so uh, uh so contributing to the buy signal we're looking at one of the charts one yeah. of the famous rainbow charts um i don't think plan b came up with this chart i think it's part of his like website but uh-huh but nonetheless this is a good kind of a representation of where we are in yeah. like, this whole we've been looking at this charts for since we started this podcast right mm-hmm so I mean, and we started the podcast in peak bear. Yeah. So just to so give we're context, looking at, yeah. And we've always said, you know, when when the, we hit these blue bands, dude. I mean, you can't respond any other way. Any, any other way, and you you must buy. Yeah. I mean, that's not financial advice, but it pretty much is. <laughs> <laughs> Without saying such, it's just. I mean, I don't know. Like, what else? Yeah. What can you do? I mean, because um, we've experienced enough, right? Like. Go back to the last time, the COVID sell-off. I mean, yeah, everyone was, thought the world was about to end. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. I didn't buy. Well, actually, I bought a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but if I wasn't so fearful in that moment, right, I thought legit, like, yeah. society was about to crumble. Everyone I knew was going to die. Yeah. 
Because <laughs> this is the narrative that was being pushed, right? Oh, and then there was like true. images in China, people just yeah, dying on the, on the, on the street. streets. Yeah. Fucking flamethrowers. Yeah. Like it couldn't have looked any more grim. <laughs> yep. Yep. And the market reacted, and so did I. And I was fearful, and like and it's like, man, there's no way we can come back from this, and we did. Yep. Right. So is you had to be cognizant of that. Not only did we come back, I mean, we came back <laughs> with a vengeance. This was yeah. like a four thousand dollar Bitcoin. <sighs> Went all the way to sixty, seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, that's more than a ten x return, uh, almost twenty x. Yeah. So, so less. I mean, so, so what does a twenty x look like from our peak bottom at sixteen thousand or so? So we're yeah. looking at four hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin. Mm. You know, that's a twenty x return from here. Yeah. Assuming the same thing happens. Well, there's certain variables and considerations that independent of all these different, like, uh, uh, what do they call them? Um, unicorn events or black, black swan, swan events. Yeah. Independent of all of that, there's these, these fundamental economics of Bitcoin that never changes, mm. right? The happening is coming in two That's years. That's right. Uh, therefore, it is going to become... Even more scarce. Much more scarce. Yeah. And therefore, much more in, you know, in demand and value proposition will increase literally overnight. But of course, it's, it takes cycles yeah. for that to be factored into the price itself. Yeah. I mean, look at right? the last happening. Like once yeah. the happening came, nothing happened for several months. Yeah. And then the explosion came. Exactly. And so. then I say explosion because we're looking at a chart, but in real time, it took weeks for it to like jump, you know. Yeah. It took several weeks. Yeah. That's why like in moments like this, it seems too bearish. You can't ever even envision an outcome where we can come back from this. That's typical of the psychology whenever you're that's in right. these moments of despair and depression and all this. So that's to be expected. This is natural. Yeah. To have those feelings. So if you're, if, but you, if you're, if you're experienced enough, you understand that phenomena of these natural feelings that we have. Right. So yeah. But be cognizant of the reality and like the, the, the truth to Bitcoin and the fact that it does have a rhythmic nature to it. It's all programmed. Yeah. Programmed scarcity, right? I mean, it's all determinable. Yeah. You can look at it. You can do the math. All And people have. That's where these projections That's come right. from, right? That's so, right. Uh, yeah. So, so at some point, people are going to forget about all this, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because based on these timescales, we have like a year to two. Uh, to kind of get back to a potential bullish sentiment phase. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, the, I think the long term effects of what we experienced with FTX, which is a, this is a much bigger deal than just a hack that occurred to Mt. Gox or where they lost like 400,000 Bitcoin, something like that, which is a shit ton of Bitcoin. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Um, this is much bigger because there was so much faith put into Sam and like his yeah. public persona and Congress and all that. Like, he affected the entire, um, I guess, view of crypto mm. from the outside. So, mm -hmm. but if you look at, I think Mt. Gox got hacked in 2014, not 2013. Okay. And uh, and so look at this long like time spent in the blue area. Yeah, very long. It's like several years. Yeah. And and then it, it caught you know 20 the start of 2017. That's when everything went ham. Yes. So uh, we're probably looking at that similar scenario where we're going to spend a lot of time in the blue area. So, which yeah. is a good thing. That's just you slowly accumulating. Yeah. It's a good thing if you're paying attention now and not yeah. fearful to where you just stay yeah. away. If you stay away for the next couple of years, that's the biggest mistake you can make. Yeah, for exactly. Because sure. then you're going to catch wind of, oh shit, uh, I guess people 
trust these crypto things again. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's yeah, w- flying off the shelves. Yeah, the next <laughs> time, if you're not paying attention, the next time you hear about Bitcoin is after yeah. it breaches like 69,000. It's like, and oh, every- yeah. And that's when the floodgates are open and everybody comes in. Yeah, you're going to hear about it when it breaks 100K and everyone's telling you it's going to go to a million. Yeah. And you're going to buy into <laughs> it at 100K. Yeah. And then it might top out like 150, 200, and then it's going to like, correct yeah inverse and then you're gonna be left holding the bag basically yeah so there's phases to this dude yeah if you have the uh the patience the tenacity yeah the the discipline to accumulate you have to have true fundamental belief in these things and these products these these technologies and the value proposition that they can have hopefully a future with much less you know middlemen humanity (laughs) human involvement (laughs) you know yeah and yeah, if you under, if you do understand the fundamental nature to you know cryptocurrency, De- DeFi, all these things, that is the ultimate end game goal, right? Is yeah. to mitigate as much trust and risk That's in right. these ecosystems as possible, right? Yeah, and you want to be smart about how you make these investments too. You don't want to go all in at on no. anything no. ever. No, it's, that's why they call it accumulation, right? Just mm-hmm. just like you know, shit. I mean, you get like a spare hundred bucks every paycheck or something yeah. like that. It's not a bad idea just to just throw it in. Yeah. You know, we got, and then by the end of the two year cycle of, of despair, you're going to be really happy you yeah. did, dude. I'm telling you. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. There's been so many times where I wish I did exactly that. <laughs> and I, you know, it's like, man, it would have paid huge dividends, you know? Yeah. I want to point out this, uh, this despair moment during that COVID sell off. Yeah. It quickly rebounded. I mean, it, it didn't even take like a day or two where it hit like $4,000 and it was back at like 6K. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, people who are paying attention, they saw that opportunity and they bought it up. I mean, that's why you see like the sharp V. Uh, but I wanted to end the, the podcast with like some hopium. And I shared this article with Iron Man. I don't think you got to reading it yet, but Mm-mm. it's a long one, which I do recommend. And all the links to everything here will be in the description. But it says the U.S. will weaponize the dollar by backing it with Bitcoin. Ooh. So we've been talking about this for, for years. Yeah. So we're, we're thinking. potential. Right? Yeah. We're, we're thinking like how, how does the United States maintain their power when now there's a fully competing crypto, competing currency yeah. to the fiat currency? Mm-hmm. And so the way that this guy explains it, he says, well, what they could do is they can acquire a whole bunch of Bitcoin and back the dollar with Bitcoin. And, and see, to me, that's like the, the most brilliant 5D chess move that you can think of because now the dollar becomes even more powerful. Yeah. It's stable. Yeah. And then it's backed by the most valuable asset, that that synthetic asset that hum- humans have made. Mm-hmm. So what is it going to take for the United States to go all in on this strategy, you think? Like somebody else. What is it going to take? Chi- um, China doing it first? Probably. Once once they hear like there's there's accumulation patterns within countries, Yeah, that's when this will become full in effect. So this is, yeah, at some point we're going to have to revisit this, this article, yeah. this reality, right? Whenever we're getting approaching that closer to uh, post-happening 2024 discussion, it's yeah. like, all right, we're about to enter a new bullish cycle. What, what is going to galvanize yeah. humanity yeah. to want to start piling on to this Bitcoin train, right? Because, of course, it's always going to start with Bitcoin every time. Yeah, it is. It always does. It always will. This has the most potential. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Like and, and remember, during this bull cycle or this previous one that we experienced, we talked about how institutions were coming in, right? 
We uh, saw Tesla, yeah. Elon, yeah, Twitter. I guess Sailor. Sailor, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's an institution. Now and now, like that's barely scratching the surface of institutions, yeah. right? So yeah. we still need institutions that come in. But the next phase would be countries yeah. going into Bitcoin. Yeah. And that's after regulation has been already set up and so everything. And do you think we can get enough regulation in place, like within the next two no, years definitely of, not. of winter? No, 100% no. 100% no. So then, so we still got some time here. But I mean, now's the time to be accumulating for this probably inevitable outcome. So you think this is not the next cycle? This is potentially like the cycle after? I would say we got probably another decade before countries are like oh, going, shit. going ham into. Then how Bitcoin. the fuck? Who's going to be buying Bitcoin next time, dude? Like, what's going to. Get everyone's jimmies. Well, like, right now, I mean, not a whole <laughs> lot of the human population isn't in cryptocurrency yet. Okay, I, I no, no, I, I get who's going to be like. How are we going to spark interest to buy Bitcoin again? It's not Elon. I feel like exhausted his powers. <laughs> but it was mostly him, right? Like yeah. he drove a lot of the market euphoria early on, right? Yeah. It's like holy shit, Elon and Tesla's in, dude. Can't get any better than that. Yeah. So who's left? If if you're not like individuals, it has to well, be the, the biggest name is Elon on the planet. So he could probably do it again. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can probably implement like some sort of Bitcoin technology or something like within his products. I mean, Twitter. I don't know. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, Lightning Network. Twitter now. Yeah, yeah. I can. We see actually, that. we actually, we. I don't think we've talked about Twitter and Elon on the podcast yet. Nah, I don't know. I yeah, but so. I don't know if there's so much a lot to talk about there, other than like he's just. Oh, of course, there's something to talk about, dude. I mean, it's it's Elon and it's Twitter. <laughs> like those are some huge things to talk about. But yeah, yeah, we'll do that next time. Uh, so yeah, <sighs> this is man, this is too juicy. I, I don't, I don't think I've experienced so much action within crypto in such a small amount of time. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Uh, I I can't think of it other than Mount Gox, but that was, I don't know. It, like, it, so many people have been hacked. Like it's, yeah. it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I guess next time we'll discuss this. I guess our own insights and feelings on this industry, dude. Because this is definitely like a a wake up moment. Like we need to mature as yeah. as hundred yeah, percent as builders as. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, users, people, like in this whole Web3 ethos. Like, yeah. yeah, we have these strong ideas and we have these strong beliefs. We want to disrupt a lot of things. But, man, we we can't just live in chaos, dude, like utter yeah. anarchy and <laughs> shit like that. Like, it, it, you know, regulation and, and you know. Yeah, we got to grow up. Market maturity is a good thing. That's right. You know? Yeah. If we ever want, like, the world to I mean, respect that's what, us and that's participate. That's what Mr. Wonderful says is that yeah. not until regulation comes in, will the huge institutions, the institutions that make $250 billion per day mm -hmm. on, like, oil, mm -hmm. that's when they'll buy Bitcoin once it's regulated. Yeah, of course. So imagine $250 billion in volume in Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's going to do to the price? I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be... Pretty interesting. Disgusting. Yeah. All right. That's been the podcast for today. I think for the next podcast, we're going to have a little fun. Yeah. We need some fun. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah it's going to be a lot very... less like crypto analysis and more like just hanging out, chatting. Oh, right on, dude. Yeah. Let's hang out and chat. <laughs> All around. right. Yeah. Um, let us know uh, what, what you guys agree or disagree with in the comment section below on YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at the Blockrunner, at Metazone.io, and at Rovi AI, and we will catch you in the next podcast. Peace.